Welcome back, Analysis listeners. Want to welcome you into the second part of our favorite Office episode conversation. If you didn't get a chance to yet, make sure you go back and listen to the first part of this conversation, which was episode 137. Enjoy and make sure you wash your hands and treat each other well. Episode three on your list. Yeah, for my third one, I've got the I've got the big one. I've got Niagara, or Ooh, as Michael calls it, have it, Viagra Falls. Niagara Falls. This is Viagra. the wedding episode. I don't know that it needs much of a, a background or an explanation. This is the one that uh, you've been waiting for since season, since the pilot, the whole time. It's been building up over six series. This is. Uh, the fourth and fifth episode of of the sixth season and man oh man this is another one of those episodes where the stakes are so high it's almost hard to imagine that they could get this right and that it could somehow not be disappointing yet they find all that office magic and it all comes together mindy kaling and greg daniels wrote this episode and i can barely talk about it without tearing up because it, it gets me on every watch Oh yeah, I, I think you have to put people in the perspective of watching this show in real time too, and the expectation for them getting married and how big that was, and how much everyone wanted to see it happen. And then th- the episodes weren't even finales; they're like the fourth and fifth episodes of the season, which right. is also a really they did this decision. a lot. Yeah, where you're the like, show Whoa. did this a lot, where Michael would leave and there's still three or four episodes left, or the the wedding would happen and there was still fall, or the baby would would be delivered and there would be there would be a lot of season left. Right, and it was just like a two-part episode. It was just so like, wow, this is amazing. And then, yeah, the, I mean, the wedding scene is like all around. I think guys and, and guys and gals can kind of get their own uh, oh, it waterworks gets you. going for it that. Gets you. I mean, yeah. when, when Jim cuts his tie and then Pam looks so at him good. and snaps the mental photograph, pff, gets me every time. It's, like, it's again, it's the fact, it's the way that they manage these little moments to, to intermix them in these huge episodes where they just understand the characters and the things that make these moments like a wedding, or like a marriage so important that they can, and then they're able to capture that uh, within the episode. So it, it's, yeah, I, I'm totally with you. It's, it reminds me actually a little bit of a quote from Vanilla Sky, uh, one of our, uh, a movie that we haven't really talked about on this podcast, but one of our personal it's favorites, coming. but um, there's a, there's a quote in there that just says it's, the little things there's nothing bigger is there and i think that kind of sentiment is always underneath these these big episodes in the office and uh yeah colin you nailed it the the cutting of the tie and um the mental pictures and we've already progressed all the way to the end of the episode but uh J- jim just talking about uh his options a b and c and all time you know option a was just marrying her a long time ago i can't even i can't even do it i can't even talk <laughs> about it, it. I, I can't even quote it. it. I have to summarize. I have to paraphrase it because if I actually read it, I'll, I'll start tearing up. It's that read good. Read it. Read it. Um, so this is the very end of the episode, right? I mean, it's we'll, and we'll go back and talk about the comedy because Michael's in, in peak form. But mm-hmm. um, you know, he's talking about buying boat tickets on Niagara Falls where you can get married by a boat captain because they're licensed or ordained to do that. Um, and he says he, he bought those tickets the day that he saw the, the famous Chris Brown wedding video uh, because he knew they'd need a backup plan. And the boat was actually plan C. The church was plan B. And plan A was marrying her a long 
<laughs> pretty much pretty much the day i met her um and mm-hmm, the yeah. delivery from jim i'm actually picturing jim saying it in my head as i read the quote um and there's so much just emotion in his voice and it's all intermixed and, and spliced with um the the shots of them on the boat and right you know the rest of the office having fun and partying and it, it's just a great montage and he scene. gives he gives such a great line too when he's doing his toast before the shenanigans uh ensue but when he says uh what for all that time i was just a guy with a with a who liked a girl who was who was engaged but he yeah, thought four even, years he, ago i was just then, a guy who had a crush on a girl who had a boyfriend but even then i knew i was waiting for my wife like that's yep. that's <laughs> such a great moment too that's another pam uh mental picture moment too she's well, another they, one there right and they and they lay that over the chris brown mock wedding thing that's happening where every character gets their five seconds on screen to do something funny everyone kills it and then well, michael, michael comes back down again i was like michael, michael does more than one yeah on he hits two passes <laughs> and then and then when they change the music they look at him he gives the nod and they go yeah. and put on chris brown yeah. forever and it's just it's so perfect and I, yeah it's it's the entire show right it's the hilarious peaks and then it closes with the dramatic part it's like the best possible way to earmark that episode yeah you almost you almost think that would have been a nice little send-off for the the series in general I mean, we did get totally. some nice episodes later but man that was probably the the pinnacle and just a couple bits that i really love before i swing it back to jordan because i know this is his episode but uh so andy splits his scrotum on his keys doing the banana split and pam calls uh uh jim and jim's partying with dwight and michael and it there's a, eventually a cut and they go it's after midnight you're married and jim goes that's not how that works and, which is which is something that i always uh joke about around wedding time and then there's another bit where it's right before the wedding and michael is it's before him and him pam's mom start dating and, and the, the pickle and everything else but he uh he's he's asking for a snack and jim's brother comes up and he goes you're michael scott right i heard you always have a whooping whoopee cushion on you and our sister's in the can we want to really get her and michael happens to just in his coat pocket have a whoopee cushion just ready he's like oh of course yeah and he just pulls it out it's like this motherfucker just walks around with a whoopee cushion those two are uh, his so biggest funny. fan too those two yeah they think michael's so guy. funny yeah well he's so jealous that they get to give a toast and he's like the, the toast that they want to give they're like rehearsing it and they're talking about noogies and all this stupid stuff and michael's just upset because he thinks that their delivery is bad he's like they've got hilarious stuff, <laughs> got great yeah, stuff. their stuff is dynamite yeah. <laughs> so funny oh <laughs> uh, Bob, yeah. even before that midnight thing too, I love when uh, when Jim you find out he's partying with Dwight and uh, and Michael, and he's like, "Okay, Pam, I gotta go." She's like, "Are you pushing me off the phone?" He's like, "No, let's talk for a long time." I I, I <laughs> yeah, relate no, to that with so that's much right good, now. That's such a, a good guy, relationship. Let's talk on. for a really long time. <laughs> with as a guy oh, so with a, good. A Kevin's Kevin's shoes being incinerated for health reasons, for safety reasons. Oh God, the tissue box uh, shoes uh, and the hairpiece. My dogs are yeah. barking. Yeah. Putting his feet. Yeah, and Michael's Michael's staying in the ice vending room because he doesn't have a room. Yeah, and then Dwight looking up with Pam's boots. mom. Yeah, so good. Ravenous man. Uh, uh, what a great rewatch. <laughs> yeah, Dwight, what a great Michael's Dwight's, well, Dwight's Michael's work with Mima with Pam's grandma is so good too. When yeah, yeah. So Jim Jim blows the secret that. Pam is, is is pregnant by talking about how she can't drink and Mima is the, the very conservative grandma who's really upset 
and Michael interjects himself into the situation to try to to talk it down. And he just talks about how you can't really expect two people in this day and age to always use protection because, just frankly, it's a different sensation. It's a different sensation. (laughs) So good. So funny. And then he goes into her room and and, and talks to her and talks about how women these days are are hooking up. It's just, uh, man, uh, he's playing off of the, the old grandma so well. I'm on Dwight finding a way to pull Michael away from that beautiful blonde because he found a set of twins and they're men. And it's just two dudes. It's two dudes. And he's like just fascinated by twins. And even before that, Michael's talking to that girl and his like pickup line is about how he cries through all the Pixar movies. And he's listing yeah, all yeah. the Pixar movies that he cries through. There's a list of Michael pickup lines that are also like when they go the night out to New York to see Ryan and he's trying to tell them about the Back to the Future tattoo that he's going to get. He's telling like a 21 year old girl that. <laughs> He's talking to the other girl about how she washes dogs. And, like he's, he's, He has to oh, no game. No, he says he's no a, a teller at a bank because Ryan oh, yeah. tells him to always work in finance. Always work in finance. <laughs> <laughs> he's a bank It's an hourly wage job. <laughs> oh, so funny. Uh, one last thing I'll say, and, and maybe this is maybe you took this to heart, but she says at one point, I know way too much about Andy's scrotum. This is supposed to be our wedding. Why did we invite all these people? And I know, Jordan, you and Chrissy did a, a private wedding on a, on a beach away from all these people. So maybe you, maybe that was something that just got put in your DNA for the future. Took some of that advice. I used to actually joke before I was married that my wedding vows or the speeches that I would give my weddings would all just be random references to the office because that was essentially how I related to things in everyday life. Um, and fortunately, I didn't do that. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. The it's Webster's Dictionary <laughs> says wedding is the converging of two metals. Well, I think Phyllis and Bob are two metals. Gold metals. Marriage? So. Which is actually Marriage. a Michael Scott quoting Princess Bride, yeah. but still happens Correct. in the office. All right. Let's keep the ball bouncing. Colin Shea, your third. All right. Third one. Uh, this is the only one not written by Toby, but is the only one. Directed by Avengers shout-out, Joss Whedon. And that is Season 3, Episode 17, Business School. I did not realize Joss Whedon directed an episode. Joss Whedon directed this, which at the time is pretty funny because back then he was really kind of mostly famous for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And if you remember, there is a subplot where a bat gets loose in the office in this episode, which is like a weird, interesting tie-in for for Joss Whedon. It's gnawing on her skull. Um, But, you know, again, if I'm picking episodes that, you know, that have the the elements of comedy, drama, and and relationship, because that's what makes The Office The Office. Um, I mean, Business School gives us Michael at his peak when he's in a classroom setting and somehow the least qualified businessman in the room, yet is leading the <laughs> seminar like he's Tony Robbins or something. And he even walks. your hats fly as high as. Yeah. He even wa- <laughs> he even has a walkout music like he's some some baseball player. And it's like a Tony Robbins intro, and he start- Tony Robbins even starts talking on the uh, on the boombox that he has with him. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes into the candy bar montage, which is just pure fucking genius. A hundred grand. You will have a payday. Satisfied. The third one, by the way, the payday, he literally looks the dude in the eye and just chucks it at his face. It's, it's so great. 
And then that poor dude, I feel so bad for that guy in the front row when he's just ripping his business school book paper pages out and just ruining <laughs> yeah. what's probably a $200 book. He's just shredding it, trying to make some point that makes no fucking sense. <laughs> or there are five, uh, Bob, what are the five the five types of business in the, in the world, or four? Yeah. Paper supplies. Uh, Air air travel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god, he's so it's so great. But he, uh, I mean, those kids should just be so damn lucky that they even have an hour with the great creative genius that is Michael Scott. So what am I saying? They got the treat of their lives. That episode is the 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 walk up music is so bad. There are four kinds of businesses: t- tourism, tourism, right. food service, <laughs> railroads, and sales. It's so ridiculous. But he, al- he also doesn't. Don't they uh, ask him about like all the headwinds facing the paper yeah. industry? And he flips it it's... around to the United States facing the five Goliaths, which yeah. are yeah. Al Qaeda, global warming, yeah. sex predators, and mercury poisoning. <laughs> Yeah, because they're they're saying real shit that he he hasn't thought to uh, to answer. It's just like and he and he tells them all to write that down, and they all pull out their yeah. laptops, and it's like, oh, you fucking. Idiot. And they drop the bomb that Ryan tells them they're gonna be obsolete, and he's like, Ryan has never made a sale. A sale. And he set the office on fire trying to make <laughs> yeah. a cheesy pita. <laughs> Another great callback. Yeah, so great. He, he gets so he gets so defensive instantly. Oh, Michael oh, always yeah, does yeah. that shit where he melts down in front of large groups of people. So I mean, this this one has it has so much humor, but I mean, we also uh, recurring theme. Yeah. There is a lot more to this episode with uh, Michael and Pam having one of their best moments because this is when Pam, if you remember, she also is having her big art gallery showing, and she invites yeah. everyone to come. This is like right after no she got comes. back with Roy. So Roy and her bro- and his brother show up, but everyone in the office, after saying they were going to come, no one shows up. So we get dejected, deflated Pam, who's like heartbroken and is about to take her, her paintings down or her drawings down. And then Michael, after having stormed out of the business, the business school meeting um, in anger, shows up late, but there shows up to the to the uh, the art gallery in support of Pam, and, and he's really the only person who does, and it means a lot to Pam. And I think that's one of those moments that really cements Pam and his relationship. That again, part of a long payoff to the goodbye Michael moment. Um, mm-hmm. But that that's just a really awesome. What she you know she tears up. Um, he's so moved by the painting and his inability to accept that his business or his his. Uh, type of business the paper business is being um, essentially phased out by technology he's so moved by it he has to get the painting of the office building that pam did um, and he hangs it up in the office she's so moved by it they hug and then we obviously have the great is there a candy bar in your pocket (laughs) chunky yeah it's a it's a very sweet (laughs) moment between them um and you know especially when michael comes in he like immediately sees it and, and offers to buy it and it just like shocks her because she hasn't had that reinforcement from from anybody doesn't he also ask her he's like if it's a tracing yeah yeah no, no, he goes these could be tracings these could these be you tracings. Did these? he uh yeah he and he's like oh that's my parking spot yeah i gotta buy it and then that's the final shot of the finale that's the final wipe when they oh yeah, when yeah. pam pam has a great line yeah. where she Jordan or someone had alluded earlier it's the little things 
and she says, I understand why you guys did a, a documentary on us because it is about the little things in life and the beauty in those moments. And then the, the camera pans out as everyone's leaving that bullpen and it goes on to her, her painting. So it gets a, it gets a nice callback uh, towards the end of the, yeah. the finale. And and that, I really love Pam's arc in this show. And, and I think she has the best character arc where you start think about where she starts and she's kind of got this low-level role and she's unhappy in, in love and life and then kind of where she ends up and and how everything ends up. I think she has the fullest arc. And I think it was nice for her to to have that final line of the show that summarizes everything. I think she kind of was the, the spirit of the show in a few different ways. So yeah. uh, And that, that painting is a big part of it, and that, that comes up in this episode. And she also has to go through that moment. I forgot. That they're not the only people that show up. There is one other office person that shows up, and it's Oscar and Gil. And they mm-hmm. just and they're being bitches her. though. They he shits out. eviscerate yeah. what she's doing, and it's, she's in the background. It's motel art. It's motel art. You know, being a true artist takes, you know, exposing yourself. It, it and yeah, he has the, the audacity to compare yeah. her. Just you know, someone who's just trying to show her her passions to isn't it the mm-hmm. the hands of the peasants thing? Or is it? Yeah. Uh, and it, it, that's what he compares it to. Like, oh, she's not as good as that. His first try, he did the hands of the peasants yeah. this is motel like, art like he's the most pretentious shithead i'm so glad oscar ends up ditching him <laughs> in the end but uh but that's like a, that's a really tough moment to watch yeah, pam go, to go through. with angela's husband so cool let's keep the ball bouncing mr hammond third episode please yeah keep it on season three season three episode 14 the return the nard dog special uh maybe one of the most quotable <laughs> office episodes yeah may i you can always just go through the quote by quote. If I mean, you could do a whole thing just on that because it's it's that. I had quote, this on my list until the last minute, so I'm so glad that you have it. Yeah, awesome. Uh, I I mean, again, the backstory to this is this is when Oscar comes back right after the Michael altercation where he kisses him. Uh, the gaycation, as Kevin it. would say. You can't catch anything, Angela. <laughs> so he's coming back into the office. And while that's going on, you have Andy just doing everything he can to brown nose with Michael and mirror him and mimic him. And this is when Andy Bernard becomes, I mean, I thought he was gonna be a bigger character than Dwight almost at one point in terms of just how funny he was. He was just so out of control at that point. And <laughs> the amount- It's really of an Andy stuff, episode more than anything. Yeah. Isn't this, is this oh, Mars, just, which makes Mars, a difference. buzz? Is that this episode? Yeah, that's in this. Yeah. This is when he punches. Took some body shots off myself. Oh god. Yeah, so dude, good. this is the acapella cell phone ring, the best prank I think oh, in the office. Yeah. I don't lose my freaking mind. Yeah, it's just so funny because Andy. Uh, dude, that's one of my favorite parts of the episode. He's like, uh, "Is that you singing all four parts?" Like, <laughs> Took me which, forever. Which, which completely, that's not acapella, right? When you're singing alone. Like it's supposed to be like a group of people singing, making a song. So to do yeah. acapella alone, and then have it be your ringtone, it's just incredible <laughs> that anyone would actually do that. Uh, yeah, and then that's like the whole tuna thing. That was one of the you know tuna, like that you know the big tuna, large tuna. tuna. Him, him, have you fishing, seen myself fishing for tuna? Is so great. Yeah, yeah. dude, he's singing zombie in this episode. That's that's oh, this yeah, episode yeah. too. Yeah, and we just so won't stop annoying. singing it. Uh, and then yeah, I mean the beers bar. I mean the best. I mean, the, you, I mean, you have to read Friday's the quote. Just, do you have it in front of you? Read the whole quote. I, I don't have it. Bob, do you have it in front of you? I'll get it. I think I remember it. It's you, me, bar, beers, buzzed. 
waitresses wing. or oh yeah wing, wing shots, shots drunk, drunk. Waitresses. waitresses hot hot, hot. Football, football, Cornell Hostra. Go back to my place for a quick nap, nap, and then we hit the tiz out. No, I don't want to do any of that. Sorry, I annoyed you with my friendship. <laughs> it's so Sorry good. I you. And then, and then, right, right when that happens, and Andy is like realizing he's like nodding with Michael. Jim hits that last phone call. It's perfect. And that's timing. when Andy, yeah, yeah just snaps. snaps. And you have like behind that whole thing, you have Jim's doing his like classic stare at the camera. And then when Andy freaks out and punches a hole in the wall, Jim's face is amazing. He just immediately the just first, goes, yeah. all, lifeless, ghost face, hangs the phone up slowly. Just like, oh, <laughs> the no. first time I saw this episode and that happened, I, I think I had to go back like two or three minutes to rewatch it because I was laughing so hard. I just missed everything after that. And it like I was watching that scene over and over again, just trying to get through it. It's so good. So and then he just funny. like right after that, he's like, "Go to the break room. Anyone want anything?" <laughs> just acts like that nothing was happened. an overreaction. Pam, you good? Yeah. yeah, Pam, you good? Yeah. There's also the, um, "What are you doing tonight? Get my beer on. Get my lost on." Which is also like get a great lost. throwback of like that <laughs> era. Lost. Like that was a cool thing to say in the office. You're gonna get your lost. Uh, you know, watch Lost at night. This is so with funny. with Michael describing him as someone who I can't believe someone could have. Such a lack of self-awareness when he's hiding behind his door away from Andy as Andy's searching the entire yes. office for him. You're like, wow, someone has seriously displaced Michael as the least self-aware person in the office. Right. But then you have that. You have the really funny Andy stuff where he has, I think, one of the best peaks of any character in the show. Then you have the Dwight part, which, again, is a little more serious and, like, really well-written. I really like the part where uh, Michael's talking to Pam about... Like, hey, like, have the people come and, like, water this plant or fix it. She's like, oh, no, that that wasn't, that's not, like, the, the, uh, cleaning what did people. she say? Not the, yeah, not the cleaning people. The that was Dwight. Crew. And then they, like, yeah, and they go back to Dwight, and he's, like, spraying stuff and moving stuff around, and, you know, and it's like, yeah, you get that, like, oh, yeah, Dwight was, like, I, like, such a personal thing to Michael, and so much so he doesn't even realize it. Um, and he has to deal with you that. Also he's get working to at see. Yeah, you get to see him interviewing for for new jobs, which is really funny. Dwight moments where he brings like the three different resumes, uh, which is like oh, special God, skills, special yeah, skills, athletic yeah. abilities, or something like that. <laughs> and then he gets asked in an interview to describe himself in three words, and he says, "Hardworking, alpha male, jackhammer, jackhammer. merciless, <laughs> insatiable." <laughs> Yeah, and that's another <laughs> merciless. <laughs> What's the cool. Michael? I gotta look it up. That there's a great Michael line at the end too, and he's like, "They say admitting your mistake is being the bigger man, and I am that bigger man." Today I was the bigger man. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, and at the very end, well, oh, yeah. No, no, no. I was gonna say. I think you're gonna piggyback on this, but the, the only one that will do the prank with Jim is Pam. And he's yeah. with Karen, and that kind of reignites what's going on, and Karen realizes it. And there's a, a couple of good ways they film that, where you can see Karen like, oh shit, starting to see like what's happening. And at he the has end, a relationship with her that I can't, I can't. Uh, he goes to her first, right? She turns him mm-hmm. down a couple of times for the prank, and then finally, for all the Jim yep. and Pam lifers out there, you get that like lifeline to their relationship again, where he's like, fine if. Karen won't do it with me. I guess I'll go check Pam, and she's like immediate. It's like, do you want to pull a prank on Andy? I don't know. I have so many facts. That, yes, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then at she's the like end, Jim knows it too. 
Karen asks James. She she goes up to him at the right. party. Well, because they're having a, a welcome back party for Oscar, which is not celebrated his gayness because that's not what defines him. They're celebrating his Mexican. But it's also now that's what defines But it's now also Dwight's party. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Karen goes up to for Jim me? and asks him, Do you still have feelings for her? And he just says, Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you know, you know it's it's back on. You're back on. on. All right, ball continues to bounce. Jordan, bring me home your fourth episode on the rush. Woo! We're on the fourth. All right, my fourth is uh, not the last Michael Scott episode, but it is the last Michael Scott episode before Will Ferrell started ruining things, um, and that is Garage Sale. Mm. So uh, that, I guess, is known as the episode that Michael proposes to Holly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and announces that he's leaving the office and moving to Colorado. So it really, uh, it really hits home that we're coming to the the end of the Michael Scott era. And I just thought that this episode was really great, mostly for its the highlights, mostly for the the work between uh, Michael Scott and Holly, played by Amy you Ryan. Bastard. I felt like Amy Ryan deserved a shout out. She comes in. It it has to be so hard to be a new character in a show that's so beloved and to slide right in and just add something positive to the show. And she just kills it. And she's so funny. And the the play between her and Michael is is so, so good. Yo, bastard. Yo, bastard. Expect to see you around these parts. (laughs) Getting, uh, getting an audience to buy into whoever was going to be Michael's eventual wife had to be such an intimidating task in the writer's room, and they killed it with her. Yeah, and they have these little things, right? Callbacks. So the garage sale, it's its you know the name of the episode because it starts out at the beginning of the episode, and they're, they're all selling things to fund the party planning committee. And Michael shows up with Holly, and he's got a lot of his stuff, one of which being the St. Pauli girl, Neon Light. St. Pauli girl. And Kevin tries to, to buy it for like $300. And Michael says no. And basically ends up telling him, get lost at the end of it, which is a great back and forth because Holly's like $10. And mm-hmm. and, and Kevin's like $100. And Michael's like, no, get lost. But it actually kind of, um, at the end, she realizes, Holly does, that the St. Pauli's girl neon light is like a really big thing to Michael. So she's like, you should actually keep it and we should we should get it fixed. Um, yeah, and then there's a really funny bit because the next person comes up and tries to buy Michael's slip and slide, and he doesn't even negotiate. He just says, "Get lost." <laughs> uh, and that same Polly girl ends up going to Ryan and goodbye, Michael. Ryan gets it. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, another great callback is Michael. Uh, he, a thing that he does a lot over the the years, but he ends up calling Holly's dad for permission. To, to marry her but he uh, Holly's dad doesn't answer so he leaves a message which is already pretty tacky and he starts off by fake firing Holly which is something that he's done he did, he quite a few times over the years and never yeah. works but Michael always thinks it's hilarious and then backs off from fake firing her to actually ask if he could marry her um, which again transitions into like a very serious and real moment and 
we've touched on this a little bit, but the show pivots so quickly sometimes from these laugh out loud to these very serious moments and, and vice versa to very funny moments to very serious ones. Um, and pretty quickly after that, you learn that Holly's dad and, and mom are pretty elderly and her, her dad has dementia. And uh, this is going to be something that changes their life because uh, it, Holly's going to have to move back to Colorado to be with her family because that's something that's really important with her. And Michael has to make that decision to, to leave the place that he loves, the office, which he calls home with all his best friends, to, to go with Holly, the, the, the person that he loves in life. And he really does it without thinking, without hesitation. And it, and it, it really hits when you, when you hear him say it. And then, I mean, he has to go back to level one improv. And well, then didn't they have to like? He's got to redo that. all his. T- he's got to learn all the new channels. It's gonna take him years. <laughs> Go ahead, Colin. No, I think Mike wanted it. Oh, oh, Mike, I was just ahead. saying, Go isn't ahead, this Mike. this is the series of episodes that kind of rushed Corell off the show because he had to be off, right? Well, they had well, four episodes with Steve Carell and Will Ferrell, where Will Ferrell was was taking over, and so and he does the Dundies and. Yeah. yeah. So this is the one before those four episodes start. Right. Okay. So as much okay, as I'll you think out loud there. As much as you were trashing Will Ferrell, I will say when you first see him and he introduces himself as D'Angelo Vickers, just the name D'Angelo Vickers was very funny. <laughs> I laughed. But yeah, Will Ferrell does get a little obnoxious, but he was in there to carry the show with an um, uh, with a commercial star it and you know it was before kind of Carell had done some of that work so he I, he had his place they they felt like they needed him in terms of the network and I won't trash Will Ferrell he came in there was a few funny bits in there uh, but yeah I you know a little obnoxious but uh, I think this the the proposal was really nice too you've got the 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 legumes the 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 Jim Dwight bit where he gets the telescope for the the fake magic beans. That's kind of funny. But yeah, I would say that the non Holly Michael stuff in this episode isn't isn't great. Isn't great. But it's I think okay. It's, it's elevated by the yeah. proposal and actually really funny the the proposal planning that Michael goes through where his first attempt is to light a message in fire with gasoline out in the parking lot. <laughs> and Pam has to stop him. And they have a conference yeah. room meeting about like things not to do. And then his second idea is throwing a corpse that looks like him off the roof (laughs) so that the head pops off. And then he says, I lost my head when I met you. (laughs) Easy enough to get a corpse. (laughs) (laughs) So they talk him out of that one. And then Michael shows him the ring, which is a huge, Five-year salary. Yeah, they say five-year salary. salary. Uh, um, uh, oh, then the, so the actual proposal is so cheesy. It takes place in the office. It's by candlelight. Michael walks her through the break room and has everybody at the office propose to her first. At which he then he's comments, worried about Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Ryan. Only one I was worried about. Oh, I think Kevin God. says something. He goes okay, easy. No. <laughs> Ryan. Only one I was worried about. And then mm. he, they actually do the proposal where they both get down on their knees. And they start talking to each other in the Yoda voices. And <laughs> sprinklers go off and it's raining. There's candles. Everyone's watching. It's it's so cheesy. And you're doing the, the laugh cry thing at the same time because somehow mm-hmm. it's still so touching. Yeah, because he's, he's wanted that moment. It's been, it's been something that has been so elusive to him for so long. And like he says, I want the catch-up fights. And I want this. <laughs> and he wants the big family. And... 
and for someone that feels a lot of times like he's never going to find it and to you just you, you root for that you know and he's he's for for all of his faults and he has many he he was a, a, a his spirit was in the right place and uh, i think yeah he that's, finally gets that's his why yeah, and, 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 and it's happy. And this one was was the end of a big payoff, too, for like from the company picnic, when he has this nice mm-hmm. line where he's like, you know, he could have made some big scene or big some big um, show of uh, emotion to try and win, um, to win her back at that point. But he has that line at the end where he's like, uh, you know, um, maybe I'll have to wait, you know, 10 years or whatever it is and I'll be single and she'll be single or and one day it'll just be perfect or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the big payoff yeah. that we, it finally happened in that moment. Maybe she'll be single and I'll be seeing someone, but then one day it'll be perfect. Yeah. 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 Nice. Cool. Keep the ball bouncing. Colin, final episode. Uh, yep. Last one here. Bob, you touched on it a little bit. Uh, going back season four, this is another extended one, episodes seven and eight from season four, but I think it can best be summarized by three words. I declare bankruptcy! <laughs> the money episode. Uh, it is, it's excellent. It's another one not only written, but directed by Toby. Toby clearly gets me. Uh, that's three out of four. Um, but again, this is another one where it's not only just the comedy. Uh, I think all the bankruptcy stuff is hilarious. Michael, this is a really showcase episode for Michael. But it's another example of like how the show actually deals with real shit from time to time. Um, and you're seeing, you're seeing Michael do everything he can to combat the self-destructive habits of this relationship that he's in, right? Like, Jan is clearly terrible for him. She's spending all of his money. Uh, he's spending a whole bunch of his money to kind of be happy when he's not. Um, Oscar's awesome Excel uh, document of everything that he's spending. Big, scary black bar. Yeah. <laughs> this big, scary black bar is things that no one should ever be spending money on. <laughs> things like multiple magic sets. <laughs> <laughs> But like, yeah, so he has that, and not only is he's working a second job, uh, I think a lot of that side stuff with him at uh, the Lipofedrin um, uh, call center is really funny, but also really heartbreaking at the same time. When he calls Stanley, and he doesn't realize it's Stanley, and Stanley recognizes him right away, is really <laughs> funny. But we also have, it's another great episode of multiple storylines that are both really funny and some impactful moments. Uh, at the same time, we also have Jim and Pam having their first night away, at Shroot Farms, Airbnb. Shroot Farms. And they, they go spend a night at Shroot Farms. Um, and we also have, you know, Dwight going through the heartbreak of losing Angela after he killed her cat. And yeah, we, we get a great moment of, a great rare moment of Jim and Dwight, actually. Uh, later, after we see, you know, Dwight, essentially the whole episode being uh, talked to from... Andy about how Andy is progressing in things with Angela. He's he's getting super super depressed. Eventually, just cr- sort of crying out in the hallway. And Jim comes out there and gives him a moment where, you know, he tells him how he had been feeling about when he left Scranton because of Pam. He said, you know, I lost it, Dwight. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't concentrate on anything. Even weird stuff like food had no taste. So my solution was to move away. It was awful. It was something that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy, and that includes you. And he gives him, like, a really, like, heartfelt, like, pat on the back, like, you're going to get through this, mm-hmm. you know. And then he leaves, mm-hmm. and then Dwight kind of has that moment where he 
sort of like just ghostly reaches back for for more uh compassion from jim and jim's gone already but like that's just a nice moment between them so just a lot of things going on in this funny heavy relationship stuff um it's another uh jam-packed extended episode that that has a lot of really good stuff in it we get uh, we get moe's i think the underrated is pam with her three back-to-back-to-back uh puns on shroot farms the radish inn the beats motel and the embassy beats I want to know if she came up with those, if Jenna Fisher came up with those on the spot, know. or if those were if those were really clever. Uh, I also want to ask you, Colin, which three of the rooms, which of the three rooms would you <laughs> want to stay in? Um, I mean, Im- irrigation, American, or nighttime? You, which three? You, you know, you know damn well I could care less which room it is, as long as Dwight is reading Harry Potter to me at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> And for the record, he is reading Deathly Hallows, if people are wondering uh, the color of the books. Okay. It's the green oh, and yellow God, one. I hate you. I hate so much about what you choose to be. <laughs> but that is, there's cool. so many funny moments in there when Moe's comes running up and just throwing cow shit at, at Dwight. Or Jim's moment yeah. right before that. I always envisioned Pam's and my first night away a little bit different. You know, I always imagined some manure. Just, just <laughs> some less. Manure. Just less. <laughs> or Moe's taking a shit in the outhouse and Pam shines the flashlight on him and the, the door is just swinging yeah. and bouncing open what century is this <laughs> <laughs> alright let's it, keep the ball bouncing yeah. Hammond final episode well I had uh, Niagara on there that I technically shared with Jordan um, do okay. I do some shout outs or since I was the last yeah lead us off with shout outs then so the one that I had a really hard time leaving off, to be honest, was murder. Uh, <laughs> I obviously, the, I do declare it has been a murder. Yeah. Been a murder in Savannah. It's been a murder, like molasses coming, coming out. It's more of a Florida Panhandle accent. <laughs> Just all time, and then the end of the episode is my favorite end of any episode, where they've gotten so far deep into the role playing <laughs> for the game that they're in some kind of FBI plot that has nothing to do with Savannah or anything <laughs> in their playing. Yeah. Right. Right. And Jim's trying everyone to get Everyone's uh, a double Pam agent. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everyone, everyone's a double agent. Yeah. And they'll just shoot each other and that's the end of it. Um, but yeah, I that, love I mean, the bit in this where where Dwight says, I suspect, suspect Phyllis, the person I most medium suspect. And then, it's yeah. right. and then it ends up being Phyllis, <laughs> and there's a quick pan to Dwight, and he's just got this really evil smirk Triumphant in his face. Like he was right. Yeah. <laughs> we also get Voodoo Mama Juju. Which is Angela. Uh, and he's trying Oscar, to figure out... When, when Oscar yeah. tries to get in character, because uh, Michael won't let him speak normally... Yeah. The green bags. Oh, we got the green, the green bags, yeah. and the, and the, and the <laughs> seeds, and the can't, the can't pay them. <laughs> but that's so also bad. that's also when Jim is doing the management thing, and Michael's teaching yeah. him about like, hey, this is all bad news. This is bad. We need to get people not thinking about this. And it's like, oh yeah, this. Well, I get it. I get it, Michael. That's where you roll for right. the kids. Yeah, and that's why. And Jim slowly over the course of time develops appreciation for michael and that's it, it it all is a slow build to that moment of best boss i've ever had right. and that's another moment where he's like man michael actually gets this stuff like he's he's learned through a lot of trial and error but he actually is is right on, on some of these things and this this gig is harder than it looks and i think a lot of people start to realize that as they, as they kind of grow in the company is it's it's a, it's a hard gig yeah doesn't jim yeah. say something about trying to combine the birthdays and Michael looks oh, yeah. at him and he's like, oh, 
I tried I that one it. years ago. Yeah, it's a disaster. Yeah. You'll learn. Yeah, skip You'll around learn. the room. Yeah. And then uh, I just... Are we doing this one shot at a time, I assume? Or I don't know. I just no, said, go ahead. Get, get, I just get all one. your I shout mean, outs in. We need to talk about the Dundies. It just, I think you kind of have to... Uh, Thank because you. that's that's the first episode of season two. And I think that's when I knew the show was super special. Because the first season is like... It's like five or six episodes, right? It's not even that many episodes, right? It's not... I don't... I don't you can look it up, but... I think it's and the six, second yeah. one, this Dundies thing, where Michael's just... Dude, they couldn't even make that episode now, I don't think, and put it on television. It's... He's... Oh, no. Just His ping so impression. Ping, yeah. Ping. Oh, yeah. my God. And just... And like, the Dundies. Just, yeah, and then just the idea of a Dundee and an office award and calling it, like, a Dundee, it, it was all just so funny. And then that's that's the Jim and Pam spark stuff kind of starts there, and too. And giving so, Pam, really Pam the same the same award for Pam every year. Longest engagement. Longest engagement. Yeah. And then she got whitest shoes. And then Phyllis, Phyllis, what, bushiest beaver? She gets bushiest beaver. Yeah. The don't go in there after him award goes to Kevin. It's a great (laughs) Pam episode. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, And written by Mindy Kaling. And I just think one of the, the, the greatest lines ever to be written down and said out loud is when Pam accepts her award for her Dundee and she's thanking everybody and she's thanking God and she says I feel God in this Chili's tonight <laughs> so, I forgot about it's that it's just so fucking funny to me <laughs> that line hilarious. somebody wrote that line Mindy Kaling yeah. wrote that line uh, also you get a, a really nice line with Pam in the beginning where or there's a couple different times where people are talking about what the Dundies means to them and Pam goes the Dundies is like a car accident that you don't want to look at, but you have to look at because your boss is forcing you to look <laughs> at. <laughs> and then uh, Oscar has another uh, great line about the Dundies later, but it, it's just a uh, it's 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 really funny. Dwight's in there sucking the funny out of the room. All Michael's shitty jokes. It's uh, it's uh, also a really nice episode. Is is part of this episode is the carpet won't pay for it because Michael's had too many parties, mm-hmm. like the one in May. And Michael goes, "The what, five, that five, was five. the oh five oh five oh five party that happened once. It's a no <laughs> brainer. No brainer. I had to have a party for that. So the oh five oh five oh five party. <laughs> and a fun little behind the scenes uh, tidbit is, I guess the original script and what they originally filmed was just uh, Pam ordering a bunch of drinks and getting hammered. And they had to run it by Chili's first to get approval. And Chili's was like, absolutely not. Like, there's no way we're going to let you show like someone just getting, just totally fall out of their seat drunk at our place. So they had to switch it up so that she was actually stealing drinks from other people uh, instead of ordering them from the bar. And they even have that disclaimer from that guy who was the Chili's employee, who was actually a real life Chili's employee who talks about the young woman who apparently was taking drinks and drinking too much and she's never allowed back in this establishment ever again well, hey i'm glad that they were able to keep that wholesome image up thank you chilies yeah cool Jeez. jordan shout outs yeah so that's a really great pam episode i think another really good pam episode is beach games mm-hmm. oh yeah um also really funny but what takes it to that next level is uh we touched on it already in this podcast but Pam struggling with her, uh, her her courage and her assertiveness and putting herself out there, and this is an episode where she she definitely does that. She does the fire walk, which Michael couldn't even do. Michael couldn't even do that, Michael. And she gets her emotions out there for the first time, where she confesses calling off her wedding uh, for Jim, 
and does that in front of a group of people and um that, that's really that's really sweet um, but also just super funny that they have this trip to the beach which michael is using as a way to vet who he thinks his replacement will be once he gets this corporate job and he does that by making them participate in a series of games which include <laughs> an egg spoon carry a hot dog eating contest in which he's cooked enough hot dogs for everyone to eat at least 40 which is the world he record. wants 800 wieners in 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> he asked her for 800 and yeah just just dip it in the water and slide it down your gullet phyllis <laughs> and she somehow makes it happen by can we not glaze over that she should be named uh, regional manager because she somehow makes it happen yeah well andy wins andy eats like 13 hot dogs yeah. And he makes Toby stay behind, which is just another yeah. excellent yeah, Toby, Toby has to get Michael. Off the bus. Oh, yeah, so inflatable good. sumo wrestling. That was one of the games. Andy, Andy are floating you really, away. Are yeah. you really judging your decision on this? Stanley asks, and uh, then he's they see the fury in his eyes. He's trying to get the regional manager job. Really funny moment upon first watching, where Jim is just witnessing Stanley come at him and has that talking head about I've never seen. Mm-hmm a look like that in a man's eyes before and then he just then he bobs away because he's got the sumo (laughs) thing (laughs) and then uh the last the last uh uh it's it's not a game but the last event is a a stand-up routine because whoever's boss has to be funny um (laughs) and possess leadership qualities like either a bob hope or an amanda bynes amanda bynes (laughs) okay any other shout outs bud Um, another one that I thought was really funny is Branch Wars, mm-hmm. where the copier, um, yeah, they they have to dress up and, and go and steal the copier, and Jim has to face Karen, and in the mustaches, and in the mustaches, and God, now I'm looking this up. I think that's a season four episode, and it is. It's season four, um, and so was the deposition, and so was money, all of which we've talked about. And it just kills me that that was the season that was shortened by the, the writer's strike and we only got about a half season because they yeah. were that was that was really right in the prime um when yeah, michael says we will shows. burn you to cut to the ground and jim just hangs his head because he just knows it's the worst thing you could have said right there it's one of my favorite moments from that episode well, especially because before that dwight one of his strategies is, is burning the place to the ground and michael's like no 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 we're not gonna do that dwight <laughs> but then when confronted with if you if you heard a hair under his head, I saw how we gotta burn this place to the ground. <laughs> yeah, he when when he finds out Stanley's leaving, he's asking them to put a job posting out, and oh, he's like, "Black so man, good. extra sass." <laughs> Things that Michael big, throughout big, the whole, no, the whole is, show. Big heart, bigger butt, bigger butt. Yeah, yeah, extra sass. <laughs> he thinks Stanley's this like sassy black man, but he's absolutely not. So funny. Oh. Colin, any shout-outs for you, bud? Uh, yeah, I got two as well. Uh, I think it, I think we wouldn't be doing ourselves justice if we're talking about all these payoff storylines and then don't at least pay respects to Goodbye Michael. Yeah. I think that there are some some noteworthy warts in that show, in that episode, specifically Will Ferrell, uh, that prevented me from making it one of my top fours, but it was close. Um, but the arc that Michael has where he goes from being, you know, the boss who wants everything to be all about him all the time, 
right? He wants the spotlight. He wants to just be the center of attention at all times to then go to Goodbye Michael where he's deliberately lying about the day that is going to be his last day so that people don't make a big fuss about him and he can he can just kind of scoot away without any fanfare is is a nice complete arc there with respect to that such good writing to yeah. include that mm-hmm. and i think all of it like it's really touching that he has this list and he's going to make sure that he has to get an appropriate goodbye for everybody in the office um he has those mo- the like you know the moment with dwight where you know he finally officially recommends him he gets the moment with jim that we you know we all remember as the the, the best boss you know that if we're I doing rushmore of, the best. of moments yeah if we're doing rushmore mm-hmm. of moments that's that's that one's out that's my end. favorite yeah and yeah. it's, it's so good i still yeah. and it's so appropriate that jim's the one who catches on that he is leaving that day like nobody else really seems to get it but jim gets it and like he kind of goes along with it while still hey i want to take you out to lunch for your last day yeah but yeah yeah, but he like he cuts michael off and he realizes michael is just gonna cry and whatever and he's like i need to like take this and tell him how i feel that's the goodbye and so he does that yeah let's save it tomorrow at lunch yeah yeah because then tomorrow at lunch i'll tell you what a great boss you ended up being the best boss i ever had i mean michael says why why am i so sad am i doing the wrong thing and Jim absolutely. says, absolutely not. It's just that sometimes goodbyes are a bitch. And Michael pulls out a recorder and says, T-shirt idea. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Jim does the face. Jim does the face to the camera. Yeah. But I mean, as great as that moment is too, I think it's actually topped surprisingly into the credit of the writers with Pam. I think you yeah. have two Rushmore mm-hmm. moments in the same in the same farewell episode, which is pretty amazing. When she shows up at the airport after Michael's taken the recorder out of, you know, the microphone out of his shirt for the final time. And they use that silence. Yeah, get this we, off my chest. We get that silent, that's what she said. That's what she said. You know? And then to have, I, I feel like it's really brave to have a, have a farewell moment between your two biggest characters be absolutely silent. And you have yeah. no, you have no idea what they say to each other. It's left open to your interpretation, but it's just done so authentically like I, I didn't think i needed it you but you got the moment where it's just the two of them um you were pulling for it the whole time and you can just imagine what what he said you know and you know she kind of says you know he just told me that he was gonna be really happy he's really excited obviously but i'm sure there was more said but the way they crafted that on top of jim you can't leave this episode out and have two of the the best moments the office has created yeah i i totally i think you're spot on Colin and it shows a lot of confidence in the writers that they know the characters well enough and they know the arc that they're telling to not have to rely on big overtures and to be able to say we don't need to say anything we just have to show a little bit of emotion because that's enough it's 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 trusted that they did enough groundwork in the seven seasons leading up to that that the audience knew the characters well enough that they didn't need those words said exactly and you know and it treats its audiences their intelligence level with respect and it's a details episode it's a callback episode to where the the more you the more you knew about those characters the more special that episode is i love the payoff michael's michael fought so hard for those relationships and and they meant they meant so much to him and so when when you get those moments when jim finally tells him that he was a great boss and that he appreciated him it's it's really emotional and i i definitely that was probably the most emotional i got 
while watching these these seasons in real time and in 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 subsequent rewatches. So I love this episode a lot. I love it when I say details. I mean that when he puts the box, he's crossing off all the names, but then with Jim, he puts a box around it and then does kind of a smaller X, and that's just it shows you the the significance of that relationship, how significant that relationship was amongst all of the other ones, and. It's it's a really sweet moment, and that's just a little thing. It's a nonverbal, but you get it, and it, it treats you. It treats the audience with with respect, which I appreciate as well. Yeah, no. So my my last shout out is, it's one that I had to leave out because I had been preaching it that I I think it needs to tick a bunch of boxes, but this one is just one of the funniest ones, and I rewatch it super often. Um, and it's uh it's uh Survivor Man, when Michael goes out into the wilderness because he's so pissed that he wasn't invited to Ryan's retreat that he wants to go live by himself. That whole segment where he's turning his suit into a kerchief or into a hat, and then 10 seconds later they cut back and he's now duct-taped his pants back together because <laughs> because he's cold <laughs> is amazing. It's funny because I remember not liking this episode very much when it first came out. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's just because it was an isolated, just Michael type of episode. Um, but on rewatches, I, I find it a lot funny. It's funny, but you also have, like, we've already touched on it, but the Jim and Michael moment at the end where, you know, he kind of makes the same mistakes Michael did. And the whole, you know, another 10 years, you'll understand. I'm not going to be here for 10 years. That's what I said. That's what she said. Yeah. I never know. I never know. <laughs> My favorite part is when Dwight is escorting him in the car still. And he's like, the scenario here is if a serial killer has abducted me and is taking me deep into the woods. And Dwight's like, no, 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 no. They would never find your body. I would cut off your hands and your head, and I would remove your teeth, and they would call me the overkill killer. And, <laughs> and Michael's like, you are creepier than an actual serial killer. <laughs> The overkill uh, killer. That's so good. The overkill and, killer. Okay. He's clearly thought about it. He's clearly had that yeah. planned out. And Bob, I have to. That's all I have to say about that one. You can edit this, but I feel like are they going to be mad at us for not mentioning Scott's tots at all in this episode? Because it's the most awkward uh, episode in the world. It's awkward, but you, you just mentioned it, so you know uh, we can go that. for another three hours if you want yeah, Colin. Yeah. we can do this tomorrow yeah. we can do it that's, next that's the hard part about that's, this exercise that's the only one i'm saying because really? i feel like it, everyone agrees it's the most awkward thing it might not be the best episode i guess but just figured i'd ask mm-hmm. mr scott what you gonna do to make our dreams come true oh, i want gosh. to just throw a couple out there a holiday episode the uh holiday party uh you're the export Will this get enough people drunk? 16 bottles of booze, I think so. Um, cool, I cool. Think... Box it up. <laughs> Box it up. Box it up. Um, Yankee swap. Day. I had a Yankee. Uh, with me and Greg lived together. Uh, years we had a Yankee swap party. Uh, reverse psychology. Yankee swap. Uh, that's a perfectly good mini tree, Kevin, and we will set, sell it to charity. Uh, just a, a really fun episode is uh, is one that I wanted to add as well. So. I think we we did the show justice, man. It was it was a it was a great time, and, and if you're a, a, a friends or if you, if you guys that our listeners get around and and have conversations, I, I'm sure they're pretty similar to ours. So I want to thank the audience for going along that journey. I hope you guys had as much fun as we did, man. My my cheeks hurt from laughing at, at some of these reminiscings. So. Yeah, thanks. I want to hear from the listeners all the great moments that we missed too. Yeah, what I'll we missed. Read through them and laugh. Yeah, oh, yeah, and, we miss? and the highest compliment to the show is that we're 
talking about it, saying the lines. We've watched it 20, 30 times, and we're audibly laughing like as we sit in the chat. That's how special the show is. 15, 15 years later. 15, 15 years, years later. It's unreal. Ah. Uh, uh. Well, thanks, Mike and Jordan in Denver, for coming on. Absolutely. It was awesome time. Thank Love you, it. Colin, for coming on, you piece of shit. Absolutely. And I'll play you guys out with absolutely, uh, absolutely. <laughs> I'll play you out with uh, some some Hunter. Play you guys out with uh, that was not. At least he's an artist. BFT, I'm a screenwriter. <laughs> oh, I right, love everybody. to burn your candles, Jordan. <laughs> like and subscribe. Bye.